You know the vibes. Welcome back to another episode of the Hoop Genius Podcast brought to you by NBA 2K23. I am Mo Moosey. As always, alongside me is the one, the only, Mr. BJ Armstrong. Real name, no gimmicks. Come on. We're here. You know, BJ, Pau Gasol's having his jersey retired by the Lakers. So mm-hmm. right off the bat, do you have a favorite Pau Gasol story or favorite Pau Gasol memory? Well, I can remember the first time seeing him play over in um, in Spain. He played, I think he played, did he play with Real Madrid? Is that who he played for? Barcelona. That, Barcelona, yeah. Um, I remember watching him as a young player and I remember saying, wow, he's, he's pretty skilled. You know, he was just like very skilled for him to be, you know, he's every bit, you know, as a seven footer, seven one or so. Yeah. And so you know i just remember the first time seeing him i was like wow who is this kid they were like oh yeah this is a kid you know uh you know paul Gasol, and i remember he was in the draft with he was in that same draft with eddie curry tyson chandler kwame mm-hmm. brown and all those guys and our, our european scouts I, at the time i was working for chicago they were very high on him and so i got a chance to watch him very early in his career and he went on to have a hall of fame career i mean he was Phenomenal at, at Memphis. He went third overall. Yeah. I think it just yeah. Kwame Brown went one to the Wizards and then Tyson Chandler went, went two, two to the Clippers and, then, and traded to you guys. Yep. And so he 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 was a very, very skilled player. You know, played the game from the high posts, played the game. He could score on the low posts, had a nice touch. You know, he was so it. long athletic. Yeah, he was he was a terrific player. So congrats to him. You know, shout out to Powell. He he was phenomenal. He had a great had a great career. He came out here and won. I think they won a couple championships, right? Yeah, they won two back to back. Him and Kobe. Yeah, yeah, won a couple championships out here. Great trade. You know, from Memphis to the to the Lakers. It was Powell Gasol and... in exchange for a second round draft. Powell Gasol and a second round draft pick in exchange for Kwame Brown, Javaris Crinton, Aaron McKee, and the draft rights to Mark Gasol and first round picks in two thousand eight and twenty ten. So it works yeah, out pretty so, well for uh, both teams because Marcus yeah, also yeah. went on Defensive Player of the Year, all-defensive team, and was a key part of those grit and grind grizzly squads. So I think it worked out kind of for both of them. Yeah, it, it really did. So, um, But, yeah, that will be exciting for him to get his jersey retired and uh, have his, you know, 16, right? Is that his number? Yeah, number 16 number for the Lakers. 16. Hang it up there. And, uh, you know, so congrats to him. Shout out to Pal. Well, BJ, you know, uh, less than a quarter of the NBA season remains. There's the less than 40 days until the NBA playoffs begin. Wow. It's coming around real quick. So the good people at Bleacher Report have put out an article called Bold Predictions for the Rest of the Season. And they've got five okay. bold predictions. So we're going to quickly go through all five on today's episode okay. and see what we think. The first right. prediction that they have is Damian Lillard will make first-team All-NBA, meaning he is deemed one of the two best guards in the NBA this season. Think that's happening? You think maybe second or yeah, third? Yeah, well, why, why, why not? I mean, why not? I mean, I mean, the guy had 71. His body of work speaks for itself. I mean, why, why, why wouldn't he be a first-team? I mean, who? Well, I think Luca will be there. Okay. Steph would definitely be there if it wasn't for the injury. Okay. I think Shea has a shout of being there. Okay. I mean, Donovan Mitchell, maybe. 
I, I, Dame has is listen. He'll be an All NBA player. When you start seeing NBA, you know, first you, team, second team. If you were voting, would you have him on your first team? Who would you have as your first, your top two guards? Well, the way the, the way the guards go today, I don't, you know, who's a guard, who's a forward, who's a center, you know? So now, you know, everyone's a guard. So you probably have, I mean, I'm just thinking off the top, you know, De'Aaron Fox has to be somewhere on the All-NBA this year. You know, uh, um, Luca will probably be on there somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, one or two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I could see Dame being up there. I don't think that's a bold prediction. I mean, Jason Tatum, right? I mean, he'll probably. I mean, be he's the forward so. according to the vote. Is they call him before? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So I, I mean, for sure, he should be in the running. I, I don't, I don't have a problem with him being first, second, yeah, third team. I don't think that's too bold. I don't think that's too no, bold I don't think so. of a prediction. Let's hope they get more spicy as we continue. The yes. number two prediction they have here is that the betting favorites will not win most improved or defensive player of the year. So uh, the folks over at FanDuel have Emmanuel quickly as the favorite for sixth man of the year, but they don't believe that he'll win it. The other candidates that could win it, Malcolm Brogdon, Norman Powell, Malik Monk. Who do you think is the sixth man of the year right now? Do you think it could be Emmanuel quickly? You know, I, 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 you know, I, I said this the other night. I watched him in LA against, I think it was the Clippers. This kid, Malik Monk. Okay, I think he's the most improved. I saw the guy get forty plus coming off the bench the other night. I mean, he, 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 he. To me, what he's doing, he's really made a mark for himself. He is a very, very high reserve player. I mean, I look at him as a starter. Star he Calibre. plays his role. Well, that's Star I think I just look at him as a starter because he plays starter minutes deservingly so. You know, he plays the one. He plays the two. He defends. He drives and tacks the basket. He shoots the three. Terrific athlete. Can play up and down the court. They play very fast out there in Sacramento. So if you're asking me who I thought was the, the most improved, you know, because no, I've six watched man of the year, not sure. most improved. Six man in, six oh, man six of man the year. year. Yeah, yeah. He most be. improved. I mean, we got Laurie Markinen's up there. Shagos Alexander's up there. Yeah, like, we're talking I, I about think, uh, yeah. six man, six man of the year coming off the bench. Six man. Yeah, I, I think Malik Monk. I, I, I I'm, I'm voting for Malik Monk this year. I, I am going for the homer bias of Malcolm Brogdon, um, because he has been absolutely sensational. Uh, when you watch him play, just does all the right things out there, shooting an extremely high percentage from downtown. I think he's top three in three-point percentage, and he's a great steadying force of that offense. Um, but then defensive player of the year, the betting favorite is Jaron Jackson Jr. But do you think Jaron Jackson Jr. is actually going to win the award, or is it going to be someone else? You know, no one's really stood out to me this year defensively. I mean, you, we can go with the favorites. We can say Giannis, you know, um, you know, Draymond certainly will, will very deserving of some votes. You know, Jaron Jackson, I think, you know, I can see people wanting to see someone new jump in there, but you know, no one's really jumped out to me this year. I, I have a different take on it. And I, I don't think Giannis, I think he's a different player from the Bucks. I think it could be Brooke Lopez for the impact I, that okay, he's I, 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 I yes, I could see that. I could see that too. Brooke. Brooke, you know what? Just because all the I've other three guys have missed time in Milwaukee, you know, Drew's missed time, Giannis yeah, missed a little yeah, bit of time. That's a good call. A lot of time. I, I'm really, I'm I'm casting my vote for Brooke. Brooke has been a steadying force. You know, slow and steady wins the race. I'm going with Brooke Lopez. That's a good call by you, Mo. Yeah, good I mean, Jaron Jackson Jr. is a fantastic defender. 
but he's playing less than 28 minutes a game. So if he wins Defensive Player of the Year, he'll be only the third player to do so whilst playing less than 30 minutes per game in the first. The last player to win Defensive Player of the Year, despite playing under 30 minutes, BJ, this is a tough trivia question. Do you remember who that was? I'll give you a Dennis clue. Rodman? It was 1986-87. Not Dennis Rodman. 86-87. God, who could that be? I have no idea. Who was Michael Cooper. Yeah, you got it. Michael Cooper. Yeah, that's right. Um for the Lakers. So, yeah, I mean, Charlie Jackson Jr. is a great defender. He just needs to stay on the court more. Um, Giannis is obviously a, a great shout. Draymond Green's obviously always a force. Bam Adebayo can guard anyone. So there's a lot of people there, but my vote would be going for Brook Lopez. I'm not going to lie. I think OG yeah. Adenobi as well. Um, just the Raptors obviously have struggled a little bit and he's had a few injuries here and there. The third right. take from Bleacher Report is actually a bold take. They say, okay. because the Western Conference is wide open right now, they're saying that the Mavs and or the Clippers will miss the playoffs. Do you see either of those teams or both of those teams missing the playoffs? Not the play-in, because they can both make the play-in, but the playoffs. You know, by the number, it, by the numbers, it's possible. I don't think that'll happen, though. By the numbers, it is possible for both teams. Can we get a pretty... I, I, like, so, so if we look at the West, we've got Denver, Memphis... Sacramento, they're the top three right now, right? Okay, and then okay. between four and four and thirteen, there's five and a half games difference. You have yes. Phoenix, Golden State, Minnesota, Dallas, the Clippers, Utah, Portland, the Lakers, the Pelicans, and the Thunder. Which three teams won't make the play in out of those ones that I just read to you? I mean, look, it, it's up in the air. I do think that Dallas and the Clippers are better are better than Utah and Portland. Yep. Okay, I, I do think that. And I, I, think, and I think Dallas OKC will drop out as well. Yeah, yeah. OKC, where's OKC getting now? 13th. Oh, they won their last two. You know, uh, New Orleans was playing terrific, oh. but clearly Zion, if Zion comes back, Maybe New Orleans. However, I I don't see that happening with Dallas and the Clippers. I mean, those if those guys make it, I mean, just think of the teams that won't make it: Utah, Portland, Lakers, New Orleans, OKC. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like a half game separates all those you know all those teams from nine to like thirteen. It's like a well, half game. We know the quality of Dallas and the Clippers, but Dallas is two and five in games where Kyrie and Luca play together, and all of them have been pretty close games. They just can't figure it out at the very end. And then the Clippers are three and six since the trade deadline. They've not been playing well either. So it's more the recent form that has people wondering. But I think when you get well, into a play-in well, situation, well, you said, if you're in a play-in game and you have Luka Doncic, or if you're in a play-in game and you have Kawhi Leonard, no matter what your form has been for the last 10 games, I think you're still pretty confident. Well, I, I mean, listen, and this may be... The thing for me is you're only as good as your last game. So, you know, I, I really don't care what I did last week. I mean, I'm just telling you whether I won or lost. It's already I put it on my memory. So they said, well, you have you haven't played well in the last 10 games. Who cares? What I do care is that I'm playing well right now. Luka Doncic and Kawhi Leonard, like you just mentioned, are, you know, they're, they're top tier players. OK, Kyrie Irving, Paul George and these guys, they're they are elite offensive talents. So, in saying all of that, 
you know, with scheduling, timing, getting days off and all that stuff. Those are fun stats to put, you know, in their last, you know, they're two and five in their last whatever. Okay, that's fine. However, if you give these guys a day or two off and you got to play with Kyrie and, and, and Luka Doncic in two days rest, I'll take my chances. <laughs> I'll just take my, I'll take my chances with those guys. Like with two days. Now they're playing three games in five nights. All right. Who, who are they playing? You know what I mean? Like, so I, those are all misleading, you know, but it, it, it makes for fun conversation. I just think those guys, it's highly unlikely that both of those teams, let alone one of those teams will miss the playoffs this year. Okay. But well, you never know. The fourth take is that the New York Knicks who are currently on a nine-game win streak, and we're about to find out if they extend it to 10, and they most likely will because they're up against the Charlotte Hornets. That's going to be their 40th win of the season. The prediction is that the Knicks will win over 50 games, meaning they have to go 11-4 and over their final 15 games. Do you see them going 11-4 and over the final 15? Yeah, I think think they're going to go for it. I, I, I know this, you know... I think they will go for it. Do I think they'll do it? Yeah, I think they'll be right around there. I could see them doing that. They're playing really, really well. You know, Julius Randle right now is, you know, Julius Randle made me realize something the other day. As I was watching him against, I think it was Miami, right? He made that shot to win the game for them. I suddenly realized that the four position that I used to remember it was an elite offensive position. Mm-hmm. Carl Malone, Charles Barkley, Chris Weber, Tim Duncan, Kevin, Kevin Garnett, Rasheed Wallace. Chris goes on and yeah. on. And then I realized I was watching him. I was going, the four position now is basically who? Like threes that they make play four. Yeah. And, like, and I was thinking, I was like. Well, oh, Giannis, obviously, at the four, but yeah, yeah, outside of that. But, uh, I was like. It's a position, really, that's like dormant right now. Like, he may be the most physical player outside of Giannis in the entire NBA. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, they play Katie at the four sometimes, but really he's a three. Same with Tatum. Jimmy Butler plays at a four. I guess Anthony sure. Davis could be a four, but he's better at a five. Yeah, they but... Yeah, yeah, that's what's Zion, though. Zion. Yes. Yeah. Giannis. Yeah. Jazz Jackson Jr. Got a shout out yeah. Horford, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, I, he, I was just as I was watching, I was thinking, I was like, okay, he is the most physical player right now at the position, mm-hmm. and he plays through contact, and he's, you know, when you start looking around, you're going, okay, Giannis is Giannis, but outside of that, him and Zion, yeah, would you say him and Zion right now, yeah, yeah, physicality right? you know, wise, bonus is, I mean, you, 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 I mean, he's playing against like Harrison Barnes. That's who he's playing against. Yeah, so he's to slide to the five. Yeah. Right. So, so yeah. So the, the so Knicks are nice. He, they've got obviously Brunson's been a huge pickup. I think trading right. for Josh Hart has been huge for their season. He's bringing in great stuff off the bench. We talked about Emmanuel quickly coming off the bench as well. And, you know, the Knicks, fourth in offense, ninth in defense, and a top four net rating since December the 1st. That's the right. last 44 games, more than half the season. I think the Knicks are going to be on a on a very high level of confidence going into the postseason. And there we one of the teams looking to cause an upset in that first round. If they catch someone sleeping, not taking it seriously, man, the, the Knicks are in a good place. Yeah, yeah. But the Knicks are Knicks are playing good basketball. And 
give those guys credit. Give them, you know, when you start looking at their team, Julius Randle has an advantage. You know, I always look for advantages, right? I look for matchups. I look for advantages. Julius Randle is an advantage for them. And I think if they get the right matchup heading into the playoffs, I think Julius will give them advantage. Now, other guys are playing well. Of course, Brunson is playing. You know, he's playing as well as any guard right now in the entire NBA. So, but I think Julius Randle is the one that gives them an advantage and they, they can play through him. And if they continue to play to their strengths, meaning they find the right matchup in any given game, you know, they, they have a chance. I mean, they, they play tough, they play hard, and right now they're making shots. And, mm-hmm. and, and when you add that together, I mean, you have a, a very, yeah. very good team. And right now the Knicks are, are, are clicking on all cylinders. Well, the fifth prediction from Bleacher Report is that a 10th seed will make it to the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, I see this more out West than in the East, where it's more than likely going to be like the Wizards or the Bulls or the Raptors, who are the 10th seed. But out yeah. West, if Golden State take a slide, Dallas, the Clippers could take a slide, the Lakers could sneak into 10th. I like I like my chances if I'm the Lakers in a playing game. If I got LeBron James, how, can, I'm how could you not? You know, listen, the the Lakers are improved. I've been watching the Lakers since the trade. They have improved their team. They've improved their depth. You know, hopefully they'll get uh, D'Angelo Russell back. You know, hopefully they'll get LeBron back. And if they are the ten seed for a play in game, come on. Or, or even the anyway. Pelicans, if if the Pelicans drop down, but Zion yeah, comes if, back. If, if Zion no ten comes seed back. has ever won a play in game, but well, it's happening possible. out west. Yeah. This- Absolutely. I mean, it, put it like this. It'll be a highly viewed game. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So so the most viewed game outside the finals was actually Steph Curry's game, him returning on Sunday against the Lakers. So the Reigns wow, are starting to pick up again. Well, good. So, good, good, good. It's that, interesting that's... times. It's interesting times around the NBA. I'm going to vent because there's so many interesting things happening around the NBA. You know, the Knicks on their win streak and other things happening with other teams, the Kings, for example. But Every time I turn on my Twitter, every time I turn on my TV, every time I turn on my YouTube, it's just people debating about Nikola Jokic being MVP. And I'm getting real tired of it because how many times are we going to go around in circles and say the same thing? And I've got to the point now. What's the, what's the, what are you tired of? What's the problem? Like, just talk about the, the games. Just talk about the games. They're well, just well, recycling know, the same it, topic all day. Well, we day. know no one's watching about the games. Game, so. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's a, I think it's a good topic. It should be a good topic. But every Why day. But every day. No, I'm tired. So, okay. so here's my thing with MVP. And I'm, this is what I've decided. I need everyone at the start of next season to put out their criteria for MVP. Whatever you think defines the MVP. So at the start of the season, I need everyone to state, I believe the MVP is the best player on the best team. Or I believe the MVP is the player who's done the most with the least help. I believe the MVP is the person who's the most efficient, whatever. Whatever your criteria is for the MVP, I want everyone to state it at the start of the season without knowing what's going to happen. And then keep the same energy the whole way through. Not adjusting your criteria to fit whatever narrative that you want to push. That's what I believe should happen with the MVP. Because there can't be one set criteria, but I believe if everyone states their criteria, then they can be held accountable and then that way, these discussions well, I mean, become a lot more entertaining. Well, good luck with that. Yeah, and, and good luck with that. And 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 like I said, you know, it's in the end, in the end, the MVP voting 
used to be where everyone understood that winning matters. That's the one thing now that has crept into the game that has everyone having all of these views because now you make your pick based on numbers. And we all know, we all know whether you are big in the numbers or not, we all know the numbers, you know, they don't tell the entire picture. We all know that. Well, well I mean, when you look know at the, the media you, knows it, everyone knows it. When you look at the top well, suddenly teams, now, when you look at the top four teams yeah. though, the Nuggets, the Bucks, the Celtics, and the Sixers, those are the top four candidates. Jokic, Giannis, okay. Tatum, and Beat. So yes. the winning is still being factored in. Okay. Okay. So and and well, your point was people and, aren't looking at winning, they're looking at numbers, but the top candidates are all on winning teams, okay. the best teams record wise. Okay. I don't have a problem with Giannis or not Giannis, Jokic or whomever, whatever it is. Okay. In the end, the the award should come down to the following. And I'll just say it for the last time. The best player on the best team and incorporate the entire game. Just incorporate so, the, so the entire the game. best player on the best the, team right now is Jokic. Team. Okay. But, but if you're saying the best player... Just include the entire game. That means offense and defense. Okay. Just include just include every aspect of the game. Like, so like, like you hear people say, well, he's a two-way player. Shouldn't everyone try to play defense? Like, <laughs> like, why do you get a, a special recognition because I, I agree, you give effort? I don't believe that Jokic is egregiously bad enough on defense for that to be. Uh, I didn't say anyone was. I didn't say anyone was good. I didn't say anyone was bad. I just said include the best player. So okay, if you want to say who's the most valuable player, okay, I'll let, let's look at the numbers. How many points does this guy average? How many rebounds does this guy average? How many steals does this guy average? And it just make it an inclusive thing to where you're saying the most valuable player who impacts winning, and then there you go. This, this isn't like. Me versus this guy, or I got to slam this guy. Who's the most impactful player during the course of a game? Right, half of the game spent on offense, half the game spent on defense. Now just combine them together, and then there you go. There's your MVP. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make it well. This guy is averaging, you know, twenty-seven points a game. This guy is averaging twenty-nine points a game. No, just include the whole game. It's it, it, it. We're talking about the game of basketball. But then we just we just only look at the defensive part for the defensive player of the year, and we only look for the MVP for the offensive player of the year. That's it should be what two separate awards into. then. It should be two separate awards then. No, it should it should be no, the no, best it, offensive it, player, offensive player of the year, and then defense player of the year. Well, that's for you. You could make that. That's you. That's your theme. The most valuable player means who is the guy that makes the most significant contribution to winning. Throughout the entire game, I don't think it's complicated, but everyone has made it complicated because everyone secretly wants to be right. It's, 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 it's a real simple. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not secretly. Yeah, what's what's the big deal? You, we can all watch the game and know who's making the biggest contribution. We can all see. Like, it's not a, This isn't difficult. Like, this isn't like, you know, astrophysics or something like that. <laughs> like, this is like <laughs> basketball. <laughs> it's basketball. <laughs> it's basketball. Who's who's a guy that's 
contributing on both sides of the ball. Like, okay. And, well, and, and then let's talk about it. I will reiterate, if that's the case, then Giannis should be MVP every year. And LeBron should have been MVP for like 10 years in a row. That's that's just me, though. That's just me. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. It, 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 everyone has that opinion. It, you have your opinion. Because then, then if we, if we look at a defense, too, we're going to take away Harden's MVP. He shouldn't have won that. We're going to take away Russell Westbrook's MVP. He shouldn't have won that. Offense is clearly weighted more in the factors of what everyone votes for. I'm not saying that's, it's right. I'm just I'm just saying that's how it is. Yeah, that's fair. If if that's what if that's how it is, then that's how it is. If that's how it is. But you know, for me, I look at it for me. I don't look at it through the eyes of other people. So I don't hear Twitter. I don't hear social media. I don't hear the media. So I say, okay, there's the best player. There he is. And then let's figure it out. <laughs> and then I hold myself accountable by by watching this guy at the very least advance to the conference finals at the well, very it's, least. It's a regular season award. Yeah, it's a regular season award. However, as I'll say it again, the stats don't tell the story. But what's that? What's that got to do with it? Okay. What has to do with it? Who impacts winning? Yes. Who impact? Okay. So if you're in the Western conference and the best teams are in the Eastern conference, you sh- you're not playing everybody until you get down to the, to the core of the, so you get down to the, to core the NBA of the finals. No, you don't get down. Okay. So I, I'll break this down because you're going to make this complicated and more complicated than it is. When you play an 82 game schedule, you're not playing the top teams. Yeah. You only play once the you get other to the playoffs twice in the year. And then once you get to the playoffs, you're going to play the one of the top eight teams in the league. That's why matchups matter. It's mm-hmm. very simple. Matchup. So when you play, you as a top tier team, you should beat, for the most part, the lower tier teams. So the first rule of being a good team is win the games you're supposed to win, and win half of the games on the road. Okay. So that doesn't make you the best team. That just says, oh, you have a team that's formidable. I don't know what that means once you get to the playoffs. Now, once you get to the playoffs. Now the playoff teams are going to take away something. Yeah, but the, so the award was a three point before the playoffs, though. Yeah, I, I, exactly. That's your way of looking at it. My way no, of no. looking at it is saying, <laughs> no, I, it's, it's I, the I said, fact the, the award is voted for before the playoffs begin. Mo, I agree with everything you're saying. I agree with a thousand percent. You are one hundred percent correct. However, I look at the award the way I look at the award, which okay. is. The best team, I'm looking for the last team that's standing. So I hold myself accountable, not just what you're doing through a course of an 82-game season. I want to know when the game gets on the line, which I hold myself accountable by saying, this guy who was on that team can make the greatest adjustments during the course of a season, course of a playoff. And the reason being, Mo, is because without me holding myself accountable. I'm just looking at games, you know, saying, oh, this guy's the best player because I saw him play on a random Tuesday night. No, I want to say this guy is capable of winning four out of seven because that guy has more talent and can make more adjustments during the course of a game and be more impactful because it's way difficult to win four out of seven games. Yes. 
So do you that, think do you that, think that, that they should have the MVP announced after the playoffs? I, that's the NBA. I no, I, that's the NBA. Do what you got to do. I'm just saying for me, I hold myself accountable. So when I watch a game, okay, I'm watching a game and I go, okay. You know, this guy you know, scored 35 points and won the game. And now he's the regular season MVP. Okay. But everyone who played that year with Akeem Olajuwon, when he played against David Robinson, Akeem Olajuwon, no one that played in the league, myself included, thought that David Robinson, when the playoffs came, <laughs> he couldn't, he didn't have as many, he couldn't make as many adjustments as Akeem did. Mm-hmm. So whatever the award says, okay, that's the award. Did I think David Robinson was probably MVP for 82 games? Yeah, okay. I'm not arguing with that. David Robinson was phenomenal. However, Akeem was the best player. So should he have won MVP that year? I, I, I can't remember. I, I can't remember. I can't remember. You know, I don't know if he missed games. I don't know what happened. But what I do know is that I thought Akeem Olajuwon was the best player in the NBA. Yeah, I don't. I, I, because the war showing up, like Jokic, for instance. Jokic, I don't know this for a fact, but Jokic has been incredibly available. He's always there. Okay, so that means something. That means something. If, 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 way the the award is voted upon, being available means something. Yeah, like he's been more available than than in MB. Hmm. He's been more available. Like, that's a fact. So I that means something to me. To me, it does. However, if you're saying, if we were playing in a seven-game series, see, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, uh, my thing is, the best players always win. So mm-hmm. to me, it's all about winning. All the other stuff is just, th- th- those are distractions for me. Like, I know 82 games, all that stuff, it, it really means nothing to me. What does mean something to me is, I know Giannis right now, is the most impactful player. Well, I mean, he's the, the most. When Giannis won two MVPs, the reason everyone was saying he couldn't win a third is because he couldn't get it done in the playoffs. And then he went okay, and proved everyone wrong. So I think it was unfair that's, to not give him that third MVP on the assumption that he, people in the media thought he wouldn't get it done in the playoffs again. And he only went out and proved everyone wrong. Do you see what I, that's the problem with the criteria of the, the playoffs yeah, that would affect well, in a regular season award? Because these got, narratives, no one knows what's going to happen. In the I playoffs. give everyone has the right to have their opinion. I respect it. I respect your opinion. I respect their opinion. However, here's the difference with me: I can entertain your idea. I just don't have to believe it. Mm-hmm. I can entertain your idea. Okay, great. Guy comes on and says, "Why?" I can entertain that idea, but here's how I think about it: because in the end. There's only one team that's going to win. There's only one team that's going to win. And I like to hold myself accountable to say, here's the best team. Not the best regular season. Here's the best team. But that's just me. And the best team always shows up in the end. That's a, that, that's, but, that's a but, but I'm not understanding what that has to do with the MVP. Because, for example, when the Warriors... Well, you're understanding. But here's a, here's, when the Warriors had Kevin Durant, everyone knew they were going to win a championship. Does that mean we should automatically give Kevin Durant the MVP because he's going to be the last team standing? Okay. So, again, for me, it's the most impactful player on the team. When you have a team and you're talking about the MVP, 
And you say, let's talk about the Golden State Warriors. Kevin Durant and those guys weren't going to put up the individual numbers that was necessary for an award the way it's evaluated. No, I'm I'm talking about under your criteria. Who you should have been the MVP? Uh, under my under my criteria, I'm looking for the best player. The MVP, the way it's judged, I'm going to respect the way it's evaluated by the league. For me, it was no, to me, to me, when I looked at it, I said, okay, who was the best player in the league? Kevin Durant. He was the best player. He was the best player on the best team. So he should have won the MVP in 2017, 2018. No, 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 no. The way the, the way the the award is the way the award is evaluated doesn't fit my criteria. My yeah, yeah, criteria. No, no, I'm not. Totally I'm asking about your criteria. So under your criteria, Kevin Durant should have won the MVP instead of Russell. No, Westbrook, he shouldn't have. Instead of James Harden. No, he shouldn't have. He shouldn't have that year. He shouldn't have because he wasn't going to put up the individual numbers that were but, necessary. No, but to I'm asking like under that. your criteria. Under my criteria, he was the best player. So he should have been the MVP. I, 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 under my criteria, if you said, how do you want to evaluate the MVP? I'm looking for the best player on the best team. Okay. Like, I, if you said, BJ, what's your criteria? Okay, who's the best player on the best team? Well, if you're winning by 20 points a night, if you're winning by 20 points a night, of course you're not going to put up the numbers that a guy who's playing 37, 38 minutes and – you know, I'm not saying, taking away his numbers. I'm just saying, if you're the best player on the best team, then, of course, you you got a different responsibility than a guy who's just getting 30-plus points and running out there and scoring. That That's the way I look at it. So if you're saying, who do I think? It's just very simple. Who's the best player on the best team every year? Okay. But you also you also have to include the entire game. I'm not just going for offense. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying to me who I think is the best player, all right, that year, it was obvious. I thought Kevin Durant was going to win, not because of anything else, because they just had superior individual players. No, it's because they played the best, and their best player was the most impactful player on both sides of the ball. Okay. And that's how I saw it. Okay. That's interesting. Well, let us know in the Discord, you guys. Uh, get involved. The link is in the description. Who your MVPs are. We started off with me ranting about not wanting to talk about MVP. And then we went ahead and did it. So how about that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Stay tuned for more. The MVP <laughs> is the MVP. Yeah. The MVP is the MVP. That's what makes it great. Everyone should include what they understand about the game into the MVP. doesn't make it right. doesn't make it wrong. Mo says this. Such and such says that. I say this, but it's always fun for me, for just me, to say who I think is going to win the final game of the season. Mm. So right now, who's winning the final game of the season, BJ? I think the Milwaukee Bucks are the best team. But I've yeah. said that. I think yeah. they're the best team. They're, they're the best. So, so I, Giannis. I think, yes. I think when the, when the smoke clears, I think Giannis. Now, so you've moved away this from, point, from Jason Tam, who, who you said last week. Up until this, for, yeah, up until this point, it's been the Milwaukee for the majority of the season. I think it's been the Mil, I mean the Boston Celtics. Okay. Okay, but Jay Crowder to me has shifted the pendulum just a little bit. He mm -hmm. shifted. And I and, and like so everyone says like for instance everyone saying the Celtics are playing bad. Well, okay. You lose a game on a back-to-back, -back, right? The, the previous night you played a double overtime and then Jason Tatum 
Rob Williams play. doesn't play. Yeah. So I'm not concerned about them not playing bad. I'm not concerned. What I am concerned about with the Celtics right now is that it has proven to me over the last two seasons that Rob Williams' impact to their success at the elite level matters. Yeah. You hear what I'm saying here? You hear what I'm saying here? Yeah. Well, the, Rob Williams' impact on the game matters for this group to play at the elite level, not to beat like the mediocre teams and go be 10 and two and win the first, win the first, you know, they had the first seed in the playoff. If Rob Williams is not healthy, and I don't know what's going on with them, Mo, but what I do know, Mo, is in the NBA Finals last year, when Rob Williams plays and he's healthy, he impacts the way they play against the elite teams. Yeah. So in saying that, if Rob Williams, which I don't know if he will be healthy when the playoffs start a month from now or not, but what I do, what I am saying now, if Middleton and both of those teams are all healthy, let's say Middleton who didn't play last year and they went to game seven, if Middleton is there and they just added Crowder and they added Joe Ingles, and if everyone is there Dragic. and Dragic and Brooke Lopez is healthy because he was coming off a back injury last year, and if everybody is there, which I hope everyone is there, I think at the end, especially with Crowder, I think they are slightly ahead because I'm concerned now to watch the Celtics lose games and they lose close games. They lose games where they've had a big lead. They have a big lead, but Rob Williams is the difference. He hasn't looked like himself all year and I'm very worried about Celtics defense. But we'll we'll dive into this on another episode because we've got to wrap this one up. Yes. Make sure you guys get involved in the Discord server. Some great conversations go on in there. The link's in the description. Make sure you stay locked in, stay supporting the podcast because we'll be back tomorrow with more from the Hoop Genius podcast. You know what to do. You know the vibes. Get buckets.